You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Today, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Come on in, stay a while. I want to give a shout out. We have a new affiliate in Bend, Oregon, 96.9 The Ticket, with, of course, the general manager, the legendary Keith Shipman. The shipper, the shippinator, and apparently owes Paulie money from I don't know when or where Can't give out or details. why. Okay. By the way, uh, IndyCar se- uh, season motors on the uh, streets of Long Beach. That's Sunday at 3 Eastern only on NBC. Now, they took over Las Vegas. Uh, was that um, – they announced what they were going to do downtown. That's yeah. next year that they're going to do that in Las Vegas? Yep. Is that Formula One or IndyCar? Formula One. Yeah. That'll be that'll be huge. 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 Pit bosses, pit crews. Tune in. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. How would that go, Todd? Dun, 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 dun. Thank you. Thank dun, you. Dun, 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 dun. Do you have a sports center tease today? I do not. Oh, I okay. thought I was gonna oh. kind of space it out a little bit. Oh, okay. You're pacing, wanting more. you're pacing, you're give, give the, why, don't, why don't you do that with the limericks then? Oh, <laughs> well, based yeah. off our poll question from last week, uh, people love the sports center teases, their least favorite thing, Todd's it, limericks. Oh. I'm not delivering what's, uh, what's been requested. See, mock headlines to me, that's, it sounds desperate. I like limericks. You know, it's quick, you know, it's kind of poppy. It doesn't take up too much time, no, no, it's, it's painless. It's like pop music, you know, it's a, like a Taylor Swift song. You know, I'm fine with that. A pop song stick in your head for a while. Mine is very forgettable, and you move right yeah, on to the next But I thing. do like the uh, sports center tease. Okay, I like some more of those. All right. Since uh, becoming the head coach of Duke, Mike Krzyzewski has achieved more than anybody would have expected. Those first couple of years were rough. If he was going to do that now in today's college basketball world, he probably wouldn't have survived after three years. But 42 years, Krzyzewski turned around with 36 tournament appearances, an incredible run, but it ended Saturday with the loss to their bitter rival, North Carolina. When you think of Duke, you think of Coach K. He's meant so much to the game of basketball. I got a little duked out and Coach K'd out. I just wanted to watch the game. I was hoping that the broadcast would be fair to North Carolina because Hubert Davis going against Coach K. Hubert Davis, first year. And that North Carolina team that we sort of forgot looked so impressive beating Duke. And it's hard to look at North Carolina as an underdog, but at least historically, but they were an underdog in in this game. And they hit every big shot you wanted. And that's, you know, now that's one of those where you go, what do you have left for tonight against Kansas? Because this is the perfect situation for Bill Self, Kansas. Like, uh, hey, nobody's talking about us. We're fine with that. Nobody's talked about Kansas, it feels like, nationally. There's no star. There's no story. If there's a story, it's, you know, three years old with Bill Self and the NCAA, which that hasn't really amounted to anything, any investigation there. But he puts a quality product on the floor and got a chance to win another national championship coming up tonight. It was a good year for college basketball, I think. Men's and women's. South Carolina won the national title last night, uh, beating uh, Connecticut. But I think there are a lot of different storylines. Although, I kind of came away going, how's history going to treat Gonzaga? Interesting 
upstart, felt like, you know, mid-major, cute story, nice story, good team, great team, great players, lottery picks. And then all of a sudden you're going, one seed. Gonzaga's getting the number one recruit in America, Chad Holmgren. So it changed. But I don't know if, did we change with our perception of Gonzaga? Or should we look at them and say they play in a, you know, less than impressive, strenuous conference. I'm trying to be nice here. And they're not really battle-tested. And they might be battle-tested where they play, you know, a couple of tough opponents, but you have some time in between where you can get healthy, you can rough up a inferior opponent. But I wonder if it's us and how we view Gonzaga. Because Gonzaga has disappointed. But I don't know if it's because we have put them up so high that we expect them to be better than what they are. Now, I'm not giving Mark Few excuses here that they had a good team this year. And I thought, given the competition this year, Gonzaga was better than they were last year. I'm not saying the team was better. I'm just saying in relationship to the talent that they were going to be facing this year. I thought Gonzaga was going to be there at the end. But, you know, when when your star freshman doesn't score in the first half, like you can't be seven feet tall and not score if you're known as a scorer. And there have just been too many times where we look at Gonzaga and they just don't show up. And, you know, this isn't a story where <laughs> – sorry, Todd. <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw how you worked that in there. Yeah, maybe it was <laughs> me. Sorry about that. Um, they're not a cute, cuddly story. Now they're one of the favorites. And I think how we view them, now we look at them, now we're disappointed in them. Whereas before, it was like, man, Gonzaga got to the Elite Eight. They got to a Final Four. Now it's, they didn't even get to the Final Four. Yeah, Paul. If you go back to 1997, that's a long time ago. They've won 25 or more games every year but twice. They're always winning 25 games. Some of the years they're winning 30-plus games. They've gone into the tournament as the number one seed Five times now, going back to the first time was 2012. But the past three or four years, like last year and this year, they entered the season as the number one team in the country. Mm. Entered the season. No. And they're not getting it done. All right, a couple of phone calls in here. Also, I'd like to talk a little bit about what's going on with the Washington Commanders and their owner, Daniel Snyder. Now, there's a report, and I don't know if anybody has validated this, backed this up, but uh, apparently when a team would come into Washington to face the commanders, that uh, they wouldn't get the total, their, their amount of the gate receipts. They were holding back money. Now, this is what has been reported, but this is one of those, you know, when Al Capone goes to prison, it's for tax evasion, not for killing people and everything else that he did. Here's Daniel Snyder. You're holding back money, if that's the case? Could that bring him down? You know, not the other things, where you're videotaping cheerleaders and who knows what else was happening there. And I like how the NFL goes, you know, Daniel Snyder was uh, not the day-to-day owner. His wife was. Could you imagine a scenario where his wife goes, uh, hey, honey, I just traded for, what's his name? Carson Palmer. Carson Wentz. But I can't talk to you about it because I'm the owner. Come on. 
What's he doing? Is he got earmuffs? Does he not listen to what's going on? I mean, come on. So now he's back as the day-to-day owner of the Washington Commanders. But I don't know. And I was told by this by uh, somebody who works with the NFL. And I said, why do these owners put up with Daniel Snyder? And he goes, because those owners don't want to be investigated like Daniel Snyder is. This is the club. Nobody wants to get kicked out of this club. There it is. You're in the fraternity. I'm not going to tell anybody what you did. I'm not going to tell anybody what you did. But it feels like a lot of these owners, you know, when they have this happen, you want other owners to have your back. And, you know, the commissioner actually with a straight face said, what, five days ago that, uh, you know, Daniel Snyder is not the day-to-day owner of the Washington Commanders. Like, okay. Okay. But here he is. He, he's, he's somehow, some way, we move on. There's always this bombshell story. And then you go, oh, they got him. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you go, what happened to the Daniel Snyder story? No, went away, huh? Yeah, went away. The NFL. All right, some phone calls in here. Barry in Santa Fe. Barry, good to have you back, buddy. Good morning, fellas. Good morning, chat row. Uh, Best of the weekend, the big screen TV, the Traeger, and the hammock were all delivered within 24 hours of each other. Nice. Worst of the weekend, nice. Worst of the weekend, the Wilpon curse, it's my Mets. DeGrom and Scherzer are hurt. Uh, Jake out at least four weeks. And Mad Max may miss his first start with a handy. Ponderous, man. Well, Ponderous. That, but it's it's on Amazon, isn't it? So you weren't going to be able to watch it anyway. I love how baseball, hey, this is about the fans. And then you go, hey, um, you got to pony up, but you get to see this on Amazon. Like, wow, thank you. Thank you, Commissioner. This is great. You know when I'll know that the commissioner and the owners and even the players truly make it about the fans? There'll be one moment. Then I'll know, okay, you actually do care about the fans. And that'll be when they have a World Series game in the afternoon. Right? Then I'll know. You're actually saying you don't have to stay up till 9 o'clock on a school night to watch the World Series game. I think a lot of us grew up where there was a World Series game in the afternoon or you got to listen on a radio when you were at school for a World Series game. And then you fall in love. I, this is what I, I never understand this. And maybe somebody smarter than me can help me. Why don't you give you know, children, kids, an opportunity to sample something to see if they like it. And I bring up, if you have a section for straight A students and and you give them a chance to go to a game, you don't cost, it doesn't cost anything. You're going to make money on parking with concessions with, you know, mom and dad who go. But give them the opportunity to go and sit and watch a game. Right? Seems logical. Let you sample it. You might go, oh, I really enjoyed that. That's how it worked with me. Growing up, I went to my first game. And I remember Willie Mays was playing in spring training. I never forgot 
watching Willie Mays walk by me. And I was really young, but I just remember that feeling. And baseball misses this. We're going to start the game at whatever, 9 o'clock. All right. Can't stay up. Yes, can you watch it in the morning? Yes. But there's nothing like watching a game in real time when you see something magical happen. You know, the ball goes through Buckner's legs. Kurt Gibson hits the home run. Bobby Thompson, Bill Mazeroski, Joe Carter. To see it in the moment, there's nothing like it. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, I was thinking the the thing obviously against this is sponsor money. You're not going to get the ratings in theory, and that's why they do it. But invest in the future. That's the problem I have with baseball. It doesn't invest in the future. So let's say you had a a game that started at uh, 4 o'clock on the West Coast, 7 o'clock on the East Coast, so everyone can see it after school. They would say, like, well, the sponsors, they they won't pay for that kind of thing. What if you found a presenting sponsor? Like, I'll throw out a company who's got a zillion dollars, Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola says this afternoon – World Series game is brought to you entirely by Coca-Cola for the kids, whatever it may be. They would get so much benefit out of that, it'd be worth paying extra by a big brand like Coca-Cola. It's like the Masters. They only have a couple of sponsors. And even when some sponsors, you know, weren't going to sponsor them, they're like, all right, that's fine. We don't care. Now, Augusta's, you know, a one-stop shop, and you got a lot of money attached to it, and a lot of people, big businessmen, but I'd love to have baseball have a one-off where you just showed a World Series game and let you see it and see if you enjoy it and give you the opportunity to go to a game. You know, they, they should have, uh, you know, cities where tell us why you should have this section in right field. And then you let 30 little leaguers, 40 little leaguers go. Just do, do good stories there give back to the so-called fans but whenever i hear this with the you know commissioner or an owner like yep you know this is all about the fans no it's not it's about another revenue stream we're going to put this on amazon because the kids like amazon they like to stream i don't think they like to stream baseball yes mark well they're not doing the adults any favors either because the nine o'clock start (laughs) Most of us got to get up in the morning, too. So you're not helping us out either. Plus, adults don't know how to do Amazon. How do I find Amazon Stream? Like, they don't. I don't. It's like, uh, I got Amazon. I got Prime. Wait, I don't know if I have that. How do I find that? How do I get that? All I want to do is just watch a game. No? That's all. Yeah, Paul. My mom called me around uh, 8.52 p.m. Eastern on Saturday night. She goes, the Duke, North Carolina game is not on CBS. I'm like, because she has CBS on probably 23 hours a day. And I go, I go, yeah, it's on TBS. You would have thought I said it was on a different planet. And TBS, I think, is basic cable. You yeah, know? Yeah. But I said, I go, yeah, this Final Four is not on CBS this year. My mom goes, what is this? Is and by the way, national title game starts at 920, so don't make it go, oh, they started it at 920. And they do it every year, it feels like, 920. I don't like it, but hey, I'm you know, just one voice here. Got to move to the West Coast. Why Why did you move to the West Coast? Well, because I wanted games to start at 6 o'clock. That would be ideal for me. Get to watch, having dinner, smoke cigar, a little bourbon or tequila. Yeah, Paul. But I lived in uh, West Coast time for a couple of years. Those NFL games were too early. 
the early game starting at 10 a.m., mm. I think that felt too early. Maybe I was just too East Coasted. Well, also, if you go to watch the game, I don't know about drinking at 10 in the morning. Well, that part I didn't know. No, me. no, I, 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 oh. no, I can't. Yes, Eden. Right, there was something a little that took some adjusting to, you know, eggs in a Bloody Mary yeah. while the football game is on. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Imagine being in Hawaii. So that's, what, three hours earlier? Aloha. That would be rough. Like you wake up, set the alarm to watch your football game. It'd be a, uh, little... I think we have a perfect example of uh, what that does to a person. Yeah, <laughs> his name is Ryan in Honolulu. Oh, <laughs> All right, let me take a break. I got phone calls coming up. And we'll update our poll results. And uh, anything else that needs to I mentioned Reggie Miller will be back with us uh, starting tomorrow. Tony Hawk, I think, is going to join us uh, tomorrow. There's a documentary on Tony Hawk coming out. He just broke his leg. Is that in the documentary? Take a break. Back after this Dan Patrick show. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Updating the Celebrity Bracket Challenge. If Kansas wins tonight, Ed Orgeron, Coach O, will win the Celebrity Bracket Challenge. That's right, Dad. Thank you. Thank you, Coach. If uh, North Carolina wins, Dale Earnhardt Jr. will win. Anybody do a Dale Earnhardt Jr. impersonation? Why, Dan? I just, <laughs> I I just tried to throw no. something out. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm happy about it. <laughs> Ross Tucker is a third. He has Gonzaga. Third is third loser. All right. Uh, who's the musician? Uh, is that Jimmy Eat World? See, who's the... Um, Francois Comtois guy? And what band is he in? Uh, is that Fitz, Fitz and the and Tantrums? Tant- there, yes. He, he was a defending champion last he's year. Got, he's got Kansas. He's fifth right now with Kansas. Kelly Slater's fourth. He's got UCLA. <laughs> it's so random, some of the people we have in here. It's great. Todd did a great job with... Uh... Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> That's not breaking news. He no. always does a great job. But you know what? He got... Uh, a chance to ch- try this out a couple of times with the bar mitzvah and the Boz mitzvah, <laughs> where he's reaching out to celebrities to ask them to do I a did, video. I did. I got some reps in before the whole. Yes, March you did. Yes, thing. Eaton. Francois Comtois. Yeah. Uh, Young the Giant, not Fitz oh. in the Tantrums. Just wanted to get that clear. But didn't we have Fitz in the Tantrums? We did. We did. Somebody from the band was involved in this. Yes, I'm not sure if it was. I don't remember if it was Fitz, Fitz or, or Tantrum. Tantrums. Okay. Yes, Paul. Was it 2007 that uh, Margaret Thatcher won the former Margaret Thatcher UK? She she Prime did Minister? a great did a great job. Yeah. Ruth Bader Ginsburg a oh, couple of years ago. RBG. We yeah. had to kick her out. She was crushing us. Yeah. Condoleezza Rice. Yep. I mean, you know they they got on a roll. And you're like, whoa, these guys know something that's going on. Uh, Todd in North Carolina. Hi, Todd. 
Hey, guys. I was just calling the best of the weekend. I called you on Friday when I was headed down to the Final Four. And obviously the best of the weekend is the Tar Heels putting Kay's uh, career uh, at an end. And we're down here in downtown New Orleans right now getting ready for the game tonight. And just want to say, go Heels! Thank you, Todd. Good luck tonight. I thought he was already back from the weekend. I'm thinking, you can't come back after that. you got to stay down there. Scott in North Carolina. Hi, Scott. Best and worst of the weekend. Good morning, DP. Good morning, Scott. Uh, you got a best and worst. But first, can I tell you a quick Dale Jr. story? Okay. My uh, uncle has worked in NASCAR for decades, and I had, he worked for, for Junior for a long time, and I had the opportunity 15 years ago to go to Dale's house down to Whiskey River to the old western town and do some go-kart racing. Y'all were talking about it last week, and the first time I did it, I didn't know the rules. I jumped in a go-kart one night. There was a bunch of his buddies there, and Dale was actually doing the starter, dropping the flag, and I I hammered it. I just put the pedal down, took off around the track, and I looked back, and nobody's even near me. And I'm like, God, man, I am... I'm killing it. I got the best car, and I get back around, and Dale's waving the black flag. I didn't know there was, like, a warm-up lap. <laughs> so I got junior black flags me the first time I ever <laughs> – I felt like the biggest moron on earth. But yeah. uh, best uh, – as a Tar Heel fan, there's not <laughs> not much worse this weekend. Um, I decided not to tear my other Achilles, and we won anyway, so I'm really happy about that. Um, worst case was, was uh, the Duke players walking off the court not shaking hands and uh, – that was pretty disappointing. Um, kudos to Kay for staying around and doing it. But uh, one last time, suck it, Coach Kay. All right. Thank you, Scott. A little mean-spirited there. <laughs> what if Carolina loses tonight? Is this okay that, hey, we beat Duke? I mean, sometimes you get obsessed with one thing and then you miss the bigger picture here, and that's winning the national title. I don't know if you go, yeah, but it's like a consolation prize if you don't win. Now, if you do win, that's an unbelievable season. And one of the great seasons that's ever been turned in. An eighth seed, winning it all, emulating the uh, 85 Villanova Wildcats. Jeff in Detroit. Hi, Jeff. What's on your mind today? What up, though? One time for chat row. Uh, Best and worst of the weekend. Uh, Worst is going to be I had a drunk friend that I had to drive back to Cleveland, Ohio, in the middle of the night. No problem there. But the best was going to be the twelve fifteen podcast with Dylan and the boys, man. Eric, Mario, Marv, you know, those guys have been putting out some great content with that. Listening to the Dan that's kind of pulled the curtain back on the way that the show has been running. More Seaton has been a lot better tied in his ultimate form. I mean, Paulie has a snack assistant up front. The show has been definitely, definitely great, dude. Uh, real quick question. I was wondering if we could get like a a talk show, a, a sports show host draft with you guys. Yeah, I spoke on that, and I would kind of be interested on who you guys would take first, like in in studio uh, host or you know Tony Romo, Charles Barkley, things of that nature. Well, I think we talked about this. Like, who is the most valuable member of the media? Barkley got some votes. Uh, Dave Portnoy from Barstool got a mention. Um, Stephen A. Smith got a mention, Marv just said. Uh, yeah, so there's there's guys who, you know, they move the needle. I like how somebody had a quote about Tiger Woods, that if he plays, he moves the needle, and then said, so uh, somebody said, no, he is the needle. He doesn't move the needle. He is the needle. 
But it's a tea time decision. He calls it game time. It's tea time. Uh, let's see. Bill in Kentucky. Hi, Bill. What's on your mind? Hey, Dan. I uh, got a best and worst of the weekend for you. All right. Uh, I actually got two best of the weekend. I'm sorry. My first best is that I won the survivor pool with my group of friends, so I cashed 350 there. Nice. And uh, my second best is after 45 years of my first day of retirement here. Oh, work for a company that you may yeah working for a company you may be familiar with, Cholotos out of Cincinnati. Oh yes, absolutely. Well, congratulations, Bill. I hope I never get to retirement. Even when I get to retirement age, I don't want to get to retirement. We're gonna get you like a fancy pen. You know how companies always do that and like, oh look, the retirement pin. This is great. I remember a couple of places I was supposed to get a gift. And, like, if you got to 10 years or you got to 15 years, and uh, I, they gave me a catalog, and I forgot to order something. And it just, you know, they, you got a free gift. I got a Mickey Mouse, like, ceramic. What company were you working for? <laughs> yeah, and then I got this Mickey Mouse ceramic statue. And I, I thought, I don't want it. And I, Scott Van Pelt invited me back. First time I ever went back to the mothership. His first show. And he said, you know what? Uh, I, I can't do this show without having you back. And I said, all right, I'll come up. And I brought my Mickey Mouse ceramic doll. And I just left it there. I said, here, I don't want it. And then people were like, I can't believe, you, you know, you were so shallow that you brought that back. I'm like, it was just a joke there. Yes, Todd. And a nice plaque with Mickey Mouse in recognition of a certain number of wonderful, magical years with the Walt Disney Company. It was kind of cute. No, it wasn't. You didn't like that? No. I have mine hanging up on a little wall somewhere. Like I said. <laughs> yes, Paul. Most people get walked out by security, so take the plaque. <laughs> I was thinking this. There will be a day where we do the last show, and let's say it's a Friday. Is that Monday going to be as weird as it gets? The Monday that you're supposed to go back to, you know, the weekend's the weekend. But, and it's hard to think about, but there will be a last show, and it's on a Friday, and that Monday is going to be, for you, but for all of us, very odd. And, and it'll be, it's almost depressing to think about. Management offered us a day off. They, they reached out and said, hey, do you guys want to have April 15th off? You know, it's part of, part of a religious holiday. And we're off the next week, vacation. And I, I go, no. No, no, no. I, do, I, I can't. Ha I, I don't want to take any days off just because I, I'm an absolute mess. I, I, I don't, you know, my wife says you need two hobbies. And I, it's just, I, I need something to do. And uh, so I let's say we had the day off tomorrow for some reason. Let's say we have technical issues. What, mm, what's your plan? I don't know. That'd be horrible. But do you? No, I, I, I wouldn't have any plans. So we're not going to a four-day work week anytime no, soon. No, we're not. We're not. <laughs> we're not going to be Howard Stern and do three days. Okay. No, I can't do it. Hate it. I mean, I, I, I clean bathrooms. Oh no. Yes, I do. I do. I did that on Saturday. My wife goes. My wife was coming in from out of town. She goes, "What are you doing?" I go, "Well, I'm cleaning the bathrooms." And she goes, "Again?" I said, "Yep." So I, I cleaned bathrooms on Saturday. I did laundry on Saturday. I've never been that bored. <laughs> yeah. That's why I can't have day. I don't like having the days off. You take a nap. You watch yeah. some shows. Yeah. And then I wake up and I go, all right, I got five more hours to dinner. And then I keep just going, what am I going to do? Yes, Tom. 
in your retirement one day down, hopefully way, way down the road, can we still send you, like, Paulie can send you a rundown, no. I can send you mock headlines no. and limericks? Paulie can send me a rundown. I can't send you, like, little no. cute plays on I mean, you're going to. Of course I will. I know. I've told you not to, even though, and we're still working together. But I'm like a little kid. That encourages me to do it more. Like, don't touch that. Whenever I send a story to the Danettes, I'll send something. It'll be an interesting story, a headline. Todd will always, always try to come up with a mock headline. Always. It is some weird obsessive compulsive thing. I feel compelled whether you want but it or I, not. But, but I, I, don't, I know you don't want it. But I don't want it. But I feel like I have to tag it with something. Yes. See, I kind of enjoy it because no. then Paul will get in on it or occasionally you get in on it too and then it becomes a thing where everybody's throwing them in. That's fun. Now you grade it with pluses and minuses I know. off of I've, uh, I've been around giving, the horn. I've been giving points. I've been going like plus two, minus three. And then Todd would go, really? But, yeah, Paul. Yeah, but Fritzy will send around stories just for the opportunity to make a mock headline during the in the subject line of the story. Like Zdeno Chara is on the DL for eight weeks. He'll come up with a Zdeno Chara play on words, but we'll never actually discuss it on the air. And Paulie will call me out on it and saying, and how is this going to help tomorrow's show? In other words? Are true. you pitching a guest? Is this a topic? <laughs> We're just showing how clever you are with a play on words, which is usually the latter. But I think that's a fair point that Paulie makes. We get a lot of emails. Yes, we do. So is this is for a guest, a topic, or are you just you're bored and you're just sending us no, stories I, that we can see on the wires by ourselves? I get exhausted over the weekend. What's the matter with you, Thad Mata, the new yes. head coach at Butler? <laughs> I like Butler basketball as much as anybody. We're not going to get to that a lot. John in Bahrain. Hi, John. Hey, Dan. How's it going, fellas? Good evening. Um, got best and worst of the weekend. Uh, start with the worst, the Cavaliers. They just can't seem to keep any ground and get back into that sixth spot in the East, so looks like they'll be in a playing game. The best World Cup draw, USA versus England. We definitely won them. I'll be at that game. I'm going to be handing out little miniature declaration of independences to all the Brit- uh, British fans there. And then uh, I got a couple mock headlines. Oh, okay. All right, so we'll start with uh, UNC outdukes Coach K and Coach's final loss. Coach K strikes out against rival. Mike Krzyzewski tarred and feathered at the heels of famous rivals in the last game. All right. Coach K strikes out. K, strike out. I thought the 401K was, was pretty you, good. Know, you know, re- retirement there. That's pretty good. Uh, Ryan in Honolulu. Aloha! Hi, Ryan. Hi, I got mock headlines for you, Dan. Okay. I thought of 16 of them. <laughs> I hope you'll give me my final four. <sighs> this one is Dan Patrick inspired. I, Caleb, love you, but Duke don't like you. <laughs> okay. Caleb, love. Okay. All right. A bargee in Big Easy hits Big Threesies. <laughs> Good delivery. Nobody uh, knows the reference there, I don't think. But what else do you have? Question Gamer Cox. <laughs> Destiny Henderson looking like Allen Iverson is the answer. Okay. Uh, uh, wordy. Last one. Okay. Kansas McCormick peppers the boards. Lives Villanova <laughs> salty. <laughs> McCormick salt and pepper. That's, uh, yeah, and that's it's still that. You went O for Final Four. I've been there. I've been there. Don't worry about it, Ryan. Yeah. Hey, see, I, I, I gave you an honest assessment of Ryan in Honolulu. It wasn't the delivery. It just wasn't good. 
just like yours. <laughs> okay. I thought my limerick was decent today. It was. It was decent. Award-winning or anything, but it served its purpose for five seconds. It's fine. Five good seconds of limerick. Ryan in Pennsylvania. Hi, Ryan. What's on your mind? Hey, 510-155. Got a best and worst of the weekend here. Uh, Best of the weekend. Just what an incredible game on Saturday night. Both teams played so well. They're making lots of shots, and no player made any kind of mistakes that cost their team the game. And in my opinion, it was pretty fairly officiated as well. Uh, worst of the weekend, anytime we uh, have these rivalry games like this, I just feel awful for the fans, especially the losing team. When you think about it, Duke basketball fans have really had just an awful year. Coach K retiring, but then also Dallas Cowboys losing in the first round of the playoffs trying to make a Super Bowl run. The Lakers are going to miss out on the playoffs or have to play in the play-in game. And then, of course, the New York Yankees losing in their playoff game to the Boston Red Sox. Just a terrible year for those Duke basketball fans. All right. Well, thank you, Ron. Others might argue. Sounds like a pretty good year. Plus, Duke has had, if you said you're going to make the Final Four and you're a Duke fan, you probably sign up for that. Now, if I would have said you're going to get to the Final Four, you're going to lose to North Carolina, you would not look at that as a successful season. You're going to lose to North Carolina twice in like three weeks. I know. (laughs) I know. Pretty tough. North Carolina had a great year so far. If they don't finish it out, hey, we still beat Duke a couple of times. Handed uh, Coach K his final loss. Yeah, Paul. This is the Michigan football beating Ohio State in the regular season. A little bigger because yeah. it's the Final Four. Yeah. And then you get to the Final Four and, like, nobody cares. Does anybody remember what happened? Does anybody remember what happened to Michigan? They no-showed. Yeah. Who'd they lose to? An SEC team. <laughs> See. Nobody, nobody cared. They was like, uh, yeah, they beat Ohio State. And then what happened? Uh, I don't know. Let's take a break. <laughs> Last call for phone calls, what we learned, what's in store tomorrow. Back after this. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Our friends at Link Soul have something really cool going on. You can help the family of Lee Elder, but also win an autographed pair of Bubba Watson's Jordan 4 golf shoes. And uh, he featured these last year in Augusta. Go to linksoul.com slash Lee Elder. And a few ways to enter one entry per $1 donated. So buy a thank you, a Mr. Lee Elder t-shirt. Uh, that's 40 entries right there. Go to linksoul.com slash Elder for more information. Those shoes are gorgeous looking. Bubba will autograph those and we'll make sure that they uh, get out to you, but it goes to a great cause. Reggie Miller on the program tomorrow, and I believe Tony Hawk, who has a documentary, will uh, stop by as well. Uh, let's see. How about uh, Gillette in North Carolina? Hi, Gillette. What's on your mind today? Good morning. Good morning, Dan. Real quick, uh, I live in Chapel Hill. I went to Virginia, and uh, this last weekend was really neat. The vibe around town, everybody was happy. 
there was a feeling of camaraderie even between Duke and UNC fans. And it, it was really, uh, it's kind of a unique thing having those two schools within a few miles of each other. And I, I really enjoyed experiencing that. The second thing I wanted to bring up, uh, you, you mentioned about watching World Series at school. I was in Miss Christensen's fifth grade class at Bayview Elementary in Fort Lauderdale when Bill Mazeroski broke my heart <laughs> in the seventh grade in 1960 of the Yankee and Pittsburgh game. Thank you, Dan. All right. Yeah, all it takes is one moment. It's like if you take somebody to play golf and they have one moment, one good shot, then they want to come back. You go to a baseball game, get to experience it just one time. Go to a hockey game in person. There are certain things, if you get to do it once, there's a pretty good chance. Go to NASCAR. Go there once. Completely different than watching on TV. You had the Grammys last night, and uh, we have a game. I don't know if this is the official title of the game, but it has to do with uh, music last night, Paul. We played this about a year ago a couple times. When the, I think it's when The Foo came up with their new songs. Okay, uh, It's called, when you listen to the song, you get 10 seconds to react to it. about there. Is it a great song, a good song, or eh, not for me? Okay. Great good or not for me? Okay. Dan, I'm going to start with uh, Silk Sonic and their record of the year, Leave the Door Open. Okay. That's uh, Bruno Mars. What do you think? I like it. Is it kind I, of a very old school feel? I, I like Bruno Mars. And, banger. Yeah, I like it. And, and uh, Anderson Pock, I think, is in there as well. Yeah, I'm good. Anybody not like it? All right, next song. All right, this is from Olivia Rodrigo. It's called Driver's License. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say great. Driver's license last week, just like we always talked about. Cause you were so excited for me to finally drive up to your house. But today I drove through the suburbs crying because you weren't around. And you're probably with that blonde girl who always made me doubt. I mean, I get it. Teenage, teenage angst there. Everybody's kind of tapping into the Billie Eilish type feel. Yeah, Seaton. Yeah, not for me. I'm a little... You know how, like, uh, every commercial sounds exactly like that song? Where it's a cover of, like, Somewhere over the rainbow. I'm a little like Phoebe Bridgers Ooh, out. Okay, right, you know what I mean. Okay, like that, okay. everything about that song is extremely popular. And she's very talented, but there's just ten thousand of that song right now everywhere. Yep. Well, it's it's based off Billie Eilish. Yeah, Paul. It sounds like a song you'd put at the finale of a TV show when they're re- doing a retrospective mm-hmm. of their life, like mm-hmm. you're thinking back of all okay, these things, right. like Six Feet Under. You got another one, Marv? Uh, yes, we got two more. Okay, we got. Um, John Batiste, We Ooh. Are, Album of the Year. Yeah. She won't let it go. Oh, no. Joy. Well, I'm a, I'm a fan of his. 
He's extremely talented. And he shot a video in New Orleans. I think he's from New Orleans. Down in the French Quarter shot a video. He's a talented guy. Yes, Todd. Good. I could take it or leave it, though. Okay. Right. Got kind of like an old school Lenny Kravitz vibe. Remember? Uh, yeah. Because, baby, it ain't over till it's over. That's uh, a good song. Got the last one here? Yeah, this is uh, from the Foo Fighters called Making a Fire. The lyrics are na 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 na. That's not true. Uh, Seaton, Foo Fighters. I I love Dave Grohl and collectively every member of that go. band, but here, that's here. Uh, not for me. Okay. Yeah, Todd. Yeah, that didn't do a thing for me. Okay. Yeah, that's all right. I don't know if I'd turn it off. I wouldn't turn it up. Mm, that's interesting. You turning this off or you turning this up? That might be our new segment. Yes, that's oh, it. Yeah. yeah, let's go. Turning it off, turning it up. Uh, what did I learn on today's program, Todd? LeBron can't pass the baton to Anthony Davis if he's too injured to reach over and take it. Feel your best with M Drive supplements for driven guys trying to lose weight. Try M Drive Lean protein powder ingredients backed by science. Help you lose weight. Go to mdrivedan.com. Don't let age beat you. Visit mdrivedan.com. Thanks for the phone calls, emails, tweets, the all-around support that we get every single day from this wonderful audience. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day.